Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Welcome to Nature Spirituality with Selena Fox. This is Selena Fox, and we explore full moon goddess rituals tonight. This is July 20th, 2022, and this is the anniversary of the moon landing of the American astronauts back in 1969. And it seemed that this would be a great date to not only celebrate that accomplishment, but to really take a look at working with the moon in a sacred way through connecting with moon goddesses and moon goddess rituals. So I will share with you some of my own approaches to creating and doing full moon goddess rituals. And so let's begin with a chant. Shine your magic power to light our night, O Luna. Chant. 
it can be a chant such as that, which I just did, or it can be a prayer which followed my chant, or it can be speaking from the heart, or it can be reading a poem or prose that you've created or that's been crafted by others. So honoring the full moon goddess with ritual of sound and words is a really powerful way to do a ritual. In fact, it can be a ritual in and of itself. You may find that you have a practice that you want to develop every full moon to connect you with the full moon goddess at full moon time. You may want to create an altar in your home or outside your home where you can do your full moon goddess rituals. You may want to have a ritual that is spontaneous, that comes to you in the moment as you connect with the moon. In addition to creating a personal ritual for attuning and communing and working with one or more forms of the full moon goddess, you may want to do a full moon goddess ritual with a group of people. The group might be your household, or if you're part of a spiritual group, it may be that group, or it may be a much larger group. Indeed, many full moon goddess rituals are done uh, with very large groups of people. Some of these are in person, and some of these are online. And so tonight, I'm going to share with you some ideas, some practices, some experiences that I've had over the years with full moon goddess ritual creation and performance. The chant, shine your magic power to light our night, O Luna, Another variation of it, which I did this chant early on. It came to me back in the 1970s, early on in my priestess life. I also called Full Moon Diana. So in fact, in the Circle Magic Songs book, the songbook that came out in 1976, the version there was Shine Your Magic Power to Light Our Night, O Diana. And... Other names for the full moon goddess can be inserted in that chant. Uh, my name, Selena, is an ancient Greek form of the full moon goddess. Sometimes it's pronounced Selena or Selene. Shine your magic power to light our night, O Selena, is an example of substituting a different full moon goddess name in that particular chant. One of the things to keep in mind as you create a full moon 
goddess ritual is what aspect, what culture, what tradition that you are rooted in or that you wish to draw from in creating the full moon goddess ritual. My own tradition, which has evolved over the years and presently is known as the circle craft tradition, is a more universalist nature spirituality tradition, which means that in addition to working with very specific divinity forms, we also work with a more universalist form in connecting with the divine. And for some, especially in group ritual, where you have people coming from many different paths and backgrounds, you may want to use a more universal name, such as Bright Moon or Full Moon Mother. And that would be the group invocation. And then in a group ritual, you may have as part of your way of honoring the full moon and connecting with the full moon as goddess and goddesses, not only a universal invocation and chants and honoring, but a time where those who are present can call out the specific name of the full moon goddess that they are most attuned to. Another chant that I have created, a very simple chant, and that we use at our full moon circles every month, which are live streamed to the Circle Sanctuary YouTube channel, is what I call the Attune and Commune with the Moon chant, and those are basically the words. So as I sing this chant, I invite you, wherever you may be, to call out the name of the full moon goddess that you are most aligned with. Attune and commune with full moon. Attune and commune with full moon. Attune and commune with full moon. Bright moon goddess, we call to you as one. We call to you in many ways, by many names. Come, shine your sacred light upon us. Bless us. Be around us. Be within us. Guide us in our full moon circle. Guide us in our lives. So be it. So that's an example of how you can take a chant and have people of different traditions all being able to join together, but also to express their own alignments with the full moon goddess with a ritual chant approach to ritual making. 
Rituals can be quite simple. And one of my favorite full moon goddess rituals is what I call greeting the rising moon. On the full moon night, go to a place. Ideally, the sky is at least partly clear where you have a likelihood of seeing the actual disk of the moon rising. Um, if you're in a situation where that's not possible, then you can envision the full moon. But as the full moon is rising, to go to a place where you can connect with the full moon or the glow of the full moon, watch it as it rises, and then call out to the full moon to honor the full moon goddess as the full moon rises. One of my favorite ways of doing that is by holding my hands up and honoring the moon. Now, some people call the position of holding your arms and your hands up in a cup shape. Imagine that you are a sacred chalice as a position for honoring the full moon. Some people call this the drawing down the moon position. It depends on the particular tradition that you're rooted in. So as you honor the full moon as it rises and do your honoring, then you may want to take your hands in and hold them to your heart. Some people, when they have saluted the moon in this way, have taken their hands together, touching the crown of their head, the center of the forehead, also known as the third eye or the brow chakra, the throat, known as the throat chakra, the heart area is the heart chakra, a bit before one's navel, the solar plexus, just below the navel, which is another chakra, depending on the system, and then also connect with the root chakra at the base of the spine. Some people who are working with chakras or energy centers on the body also see chakras in the palms of the hands as well as in the soles of the feet. So doing a blessing as the moon rises itself can be a wonderful ritual. Then there is full moon light communion. When the moon is up, it's shining bright. To find a place where you can do your ritual illuminated only by the full moon. Now, if you're in an urban area, chances are there will be other kinds of lights around you. But by far, the full moon is such a powerful um, reflecting of the sunlight that the other lights, as you do the ritual of bathing in moonlight, you allow in your mind's eye to recede and instead really focus on the moonlight that's above you, before you, all around you. Now, some people like working with a particular sacred stone 
at full moon time and have that stone represent the brightness not only of the moon, but a direct connection with the full moon goddess. Moonstone, also known as selenite, and it is uh, something that I wear at full moon time to not only be a celebration of the full moon, but of the full moon goddess. So having an amulet, a piece of ritual jewelry, um, some people will have a crown, some a ring, a lot of different ways you can connect with the full moon goddess by doing what's known as charging the amulet or the piece of jewelry or the ceremonial tool in the moonlight and asking the full moon goddess that you are aligned with to bless that amulet, that necklace, that crown, that ring, or a ceremonial tool. Some people like to call on the moon and work with a piece of selenite, and I have a selenite wand that I was gifted with many moons ago, which I have used as part of full moon goddess rituals. And you can cast your circle with it. You can use it to connect with the moon, to experience the beauty of the moonlight flowing down through the wand into yourself as you call on the full moon goddess to bless the sacred site, to bless the right, to bless you with sacred moonlight. Another way to create a ritual with the full moon goddess is to get a depiction of the full moon goddess that you can work with on an altar or a shrine. And one of my favorite images of the full moon goddess has her in her full moon goddess of the ocean aspect. Of the image that I have, she takes the form of a human that's also um, connected with the sea creature, a fish. She's actually a mermaid. And I've used the particular in image that I have visible, for those of you tuned in to my Selena Fox Updates Facebook Live stream that's happening simultaneously with this audio podcast to Circle Sanctuary Network podcast, Circle Sanctuary's Internet Radio Network. This particular image I not only have had in ritual as a further way of connecting with the full moon goddess, but I have memorized this image. I have brought this image to mind during a full moon goddess ritual. And I like this one because she not only is depicted with the full moon behind her, but in her right hand, she has a five-pointed star in the form of a starfish. There are a variety of different sacred names and sacred forms for the full moon goddess. 
one of the things that you may find really helpful is to look into your own ancestral heritage and to find out how the moon was honored in the particular culture that you have ancestral connections with. Ancestors can be ancestors of blood and family, and there are many ways of tapping into your ancestral heritage. I am uh, someone that has many strands of, of ancestral cultures woven into a tapestry as part of my incarnation in this life. And, and while I do not have any evidence that I am genetically descended from someone who lived in ancient Greece, I have spiritual connections, ancestral connections with ancient Greece. Indeed, my way of entering contemporary paganism and nature spirituality was through my studies of the classics, studying the ancient pagan Greek religion and its diverse forms and the ancient pagan Roman religion in its diverse forms. And um, as old paganism, sometimes known as classical paganism from the Mediterranean, over time evolved, it really did become multicultural. And as uh, the Roman Empire became the more dominant influence in Europe and northern Africa, um, it it basically absorbed a lot of the ancient Greek traditions. In ancient Greece, you have Diana associated with the moon as a whole and the full moon in particular in some traditions. You have Artemis, another form of moon goddess. And you have Selene or Selena, who most often is associated with full moon, but depending on the contemporary tradition that's working with the goddess in that way, or the ancient Greek tradition, she may have been associated with the moon as a whole more than full moon, um, or very specific to the full moon itself. And all around the world, the full moon has been given a variety of different names. Amongst the ancient Maya people, the name Ishel um, was associated with women's traditions in antiquity and was considered linked with the full moon. And some people with Mayan heritage or that are part of some Afro-Caribbean traditions that are very universalist and draw from different cultures in uh, the um, so-called New World in the Americas may be working with Michelle. Um, some, some others will work with Moon in a more universal sense. In Asia, Kuan Yin, the goddess of compassion, sometimes was linked with the full moon in antiquity 
And that continues on to our contemporary times. Indeed, some of these old full moon goddesses have really evolved to be multicultural goddesses, which means that in addition to being honored and worshipped in antiquity at a particular place on planet Earth with a particular people and religion, that their worship expanded and moved across national boundaries, cultural boundaries, religious boundaries. Isis is another example of a goddess form who has origins in ancient Egypt. In the Greco-Roman world, she and her worship spread throughout ancient Greece and then the Roman Empire and uh, her initial name was Aset, and she actually is considered by many people today to be a universal goddess, not specific a goddess of the moon, but one that has a lunar aspect. The goddess Bast, the cat goddess, linked with the sun, but also linked with the moon. And amongst the Celts, Bridget, clearly a sun goddess, but yet has a lunar aspect, and some consider her a lunar goddess as well as a solar goddess. And when you think about it, the full moon is shining bright because of sunlight. So one of the things that can be really exciting to do as you develop a full moon goddess ritual is to do some research into your family, ancestral history, if you're part of a spiritual tradition, what is the name or form or forms connected with the particular spiritual tradition you are aligned with. There's a third way of doing some research, ancestral research, on full moon goddesses, and that is what is the name of the full moon goddess associated with the particular locale where you are doing your rituals or where you live. And, and so ancestrally, there can be a way to strengthen connections and to do some learning. Some people prefer to keep the full moon goddess in a more universal way and therefore will call her bright moon or mother moon. Now, in some traditions, um, she's sometimes seen as a grandmother. And yes, there are cultures where the full moon is actually associated with a god rather than a goddess. But that is um, a topic for a different workshop and podcast. So let's take a look at some additional ways of creating a full moon goddess ritual. We have the rising of the moon being a time for ritual. We have the moon high in the sky and shining brightly as another powerful time for the moon. But we also have the setting of the moon as a time for connecting with the full moon as well as the full moon goddess. 
at full moon time, the full moon rises as the sun is setting. Now, depending on your geographical locale, if you're in a really hilly area, such as where I live, I live in a hilly uh, part of Wisconsin, an area known as the Driftless Area, and my home adjoins, my, the land where I live adjoins Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, so we're in a part of southwestern Wisconsin, USA, known as the Driftless Area, because the glaciers throughout the Ice Age came down, split apart, and rejoined. It skipped this quarter of Wisconsin. And a bit of Iowa and Illinois and Minnesota are also part of the Driftless area. So a very unique geological area. And I really appreciate being able to celebrate the full moon in a forest, um, even though it may take a bit longer for me to see the rising moon depending on how um, high up what my elevation is. And so if I want to do a full moon rise ritual, I'll go to the upper field of the place where I live. And um, if I want to do a bright moon ritual where my home is out front or behind my home, then I have to wait a few hours until the moon has cleared the hills and the trees to be fully present. So something to keep in mind as you plan a full moon goddess ritual, that if you would like to have full moon light, be aware of where the moon rises and where it's most visible. You do need to keep in mind that um, the place on the horizon will change depending on the time of year. Just as the sun's position as it rises and sets on the horizon changes as you go through the wheel of the year. Having some type of offering for the full moon goddess is a really powerful way of strengthening connection and showing respect and honor. Having a candle lit, and if your full moon goddess ritual needs to be indoors due to, your, due to the weather or other circumstances, a candle can be a representation of the full moon in your ritual as well as an offering. When we do full moon circles, and we do them online and have since uh, March of 2020 issued in the pandemic, um, pre-pandemic um, when we met in person for decades, one of our traditions was not only to have a candle kindled for the group, but each person bringing their own candle to kindle to honor the full moon, and to strengthen connection with the full moon goddess and each other. In addition to working with fire as an offering, you may want to burn some incense. And there are different types of incense that have been associated with full moon and full moon goddess, 
Sandalwood is one of my favorites. Jasmine is another. Using some form of anointing oil to anoint yourself, or if it's in group ritual, each person of doing the anointing. Uh, being able to bless the space with incense as well as to use the incense as an offering to the full moon goddess. I like working with quartz crystals. I have quartz crystals wands, and I have them in a variety of different um, sizes. And uh, quartz crystals in many traditions are linked with the full moon goddess. I work with quartz crystals in a particular form of the full moon goddess, Yemaya, or Mother Ocean full moon goddess. And I have very tiny crystals that I take with me when I visit the ocean at full moon time. And one of the traditions that I have had to honor the full moon goddess in her aspect as full moon goddess of the great ocean is to cast a small crystal in the ocean on full moon night as the moon rises above the ocean very powerful, as well as an ancient way that the full moon goddess has been honored across cultures and across time. In addition to these ways, you may want to do a full moon goddess dance. Circle dancing is a really ancient way of celebrating the full moon and calling on the full moon to be present within a group and small groups, that works really well. If you're in a really large group, you may need to have concentric circles um, and have them all moving together. Or you may want to do some free-form dancing where you draw down the full moon, you honor the goddess, and then with rhythms, usually drums, rattles. Um, some people like to play melodies on flutes or the harp. I mean, there's so many different ways to have sacred music for moon dances. But what a powerful way of being able to honor the full moon goddess in ritual with an offering of dance, an offering of dance and the celebration that comes from dancing as a gift of love and respect and honor to the full moon goddess. It's also a way to generate a lot of healing power and energy and another really powerful way of having a full moon goddess ritual is to do an energy working and to ask her to be present and to bring about healing. <clears throat> this can be healing for yourself. It can be healing for those who are present that have need of healing. It can be for those who aren't present who have expressed an interest in healing. It can be for those not present um, with the caveat that the healing goes to those who are named in a way that's right for them. And if you're going to be doing healing working as part of your way of doing a full moon goddess ritual, 
I also suggest that you do healing for planet Earth, our home. July 20th is a day that I focus on the moon because that's when humankind um, first took some steps on the moon. And um, you can work with a full moon goddess not only at full moon time, but at other times. My name, Selena, comes from the Greek for moon, and I link it with the full moon. So for me, working with the full moon goddess with rituals and connecting specifically with Selene or Selena is something that's part of my own practice. I took the name early on in my priestess life, not only as a name I used in teaching and writing, it's a legal part of my name now, but as a way of honoring my connections with classical paganism that opened the gateway for me into nature spirituality in pagan forms in this life. Something else that you may want to do is to get an image of the moon and to actually work with that image. I have this particular one on a stole that I wear in some ceremonies. And what I like about having an image of the actual moon, and this is based on a photograph, is that it is a way to connect with the moon even if the full moon is not visible in the sky because you're doing the ritual at a different time of month um, or you're doing a kind of meditation with it. And yes, I most frequently do full moon goddess rituals at full moon itself, but there are times where I need that bright full moon goddess healing um, and her power and blessings at other times in the lunation. One really magical way of working with a full moon goddess and to actually experience the whole lunation in a few hours is to do a full moon goddess ritual at a total, a total eclipse of the full moon. <clears throat> There you have the moon going from bright moon to waning to dark moon to new moon to waxing to bright again. And what a powerful way to be able to connect with the moon in all of those forms. And I, I have found that doing eclipse rituals with the full moon goddess is being really powerful for healing. For as the eclipse begins, you move into what I call the cleansing and release part. You let go of what you need um, to let go of, what no longer serves for you. It could be illness. It could be um, some negative ideation, negative thoughts. It could be stress from the day of as the moon goes into dark, you let go. 
as it reaches the point of totality with darkness, you will see a ring around the moon, a glow around the moon. It's really amazing. And often you'll see the effect of the moon looking reddish. And for that reason, it's often known as a blood moon. And then as the moon starts waxing again and becoming brighter, then those things that you wish to call to you, you focus on. So your intention and your attention for healing and well-being can focus as the darkening happens on release, as total darkness happens for reset, reflection, and rebirth, and as it waxes again to brightness, you start focusing on drawing to you good health, healing, well-being, and once it is bright once again, having the glorious connection with the full moon goddess and all radiance, letting that flow upon you, and be certain not only to celebrate that, but to give thanks. In addition to working with the full moon goddess, through dancing, invocations, offerings, uh, personal and group rituals, meditation can be a powerful way to link in with the full moon goddess. And one of my favorite forms of meditation is to have a visualization in which one encounters the full moon disk and then emerging from the disk a form of the goddess. So as in the artwork that is connected with the full moon goddess as Mother Ocean, a form where she's taking a mermaid form can work but there are different forms of full moon goddesses, and you may have a different image. Some may have a face appear as one looks at the full moon disk or gets a sense of it in meditation. I do think that if you are going to be doing a meditation and working with the disk, and inviting the full moon goddess to come and be present and to show herself to you that you be open, don't try to force it, just be set the um, awareness that this is something that you're requesting to happen, and then let your imagination bring forth a vision or a sense. Now, some people doing meditations, are very visually oriented, and especially those who do visual types of meditation. But there are different ways of doing meditation, and for some people, meditating on a full moon disk image, instead of actually seeing a goddess face or a goddess form come out of that full moon disk, might have words come 
to mind as part of one's inner dialogue. Others, it might not be words or visions per se, but sensations, sometimes chills or a rush of energy, or sometimes it may come in the form of aroma, a beautiful smell. Jasmine is a scent connected with the moon. Um, it might be a combination of those various things, or you may have just a sense of peace and calm. So in doing full moon goddess meditations, you can do the meditation as a ritual to itself. My suggestion for doing this is to have a notebook and pen handy or a smartphone or other uh, mobile device where you can record impressions easily. Then do a cleansing of the space and of yourself. It can be with incense. It can be with water. And then after you've cleansed, then go about doing a centering. If you have a particular tradition that you work with, in which you create sacred space or affirm sacred space, then you would do that. I work with connecting with the sacred directions, the north, the east, the south, the west, that which is below, that which is above, that which is center, within and around. Um, different traditions may work with just the compass points or may work with um, some other system. And whatever works, for affirming the sacred space, and then begin the meditation. And I like to proceed a meditation by actually doing an invocation. Great Mother, full moon goddess, I call to you, I honor you, I celebrate you. Or you may want to just speak from your heart rather than having an established form or a particular chant. Then begin the meditation. As you are doing the meditation, let it flow. And when you have concluded, give thanks. Then review it. Review what you've experienced in your mind. And then make a note of it. Write it out. Um, in a journal, or you may want to speak some words on a voice memo, on a phone, or if you're with a group of people, um, you may have a discussion where you go around the circle and each person shares a bit about what has come to them during the full moon goddess meditation. After you have concluded, then giving thanks once again, giving thanks to your sacred space and releasing whatever sacred circle or other 
means that you have worked with to establish that sacred space. And part of the ritual meditation actually not only happens during the ritual, but be aware of your dreams, your flashes of insight, your meditations, not only in the next 24 hours, but take a look at that. Be aware of that over the next few days and nights. Doing any type of ritual can be an experience in and of itself, but it also can feed our souls and actually activate a closer connection, alignment, attunement with the full moon goddess, and that can have an afterglow, and in a way it's planting seeds that may sprout later. One of the great things about having a full moon goddess ritual journal where you are noting what you've done and what you've experienced, or if you don't want to have a particular journal just for the full moon goddess rituals you do, have a regular diary or journal, it's a really good way of strengthening your experience, improving your memory, being able to access that and reflect back on it later on. Another way of working with the full moon goddess in creating ritual is what I first learned is the, the ceremony known as boon from the moon, a boon being a gift. So under the full moon, ask for a boon. Under the full moon with the full moon goddess. So doing workings at full moon goddess time inviting her to empower work. Now, certainly healing is a kind of working, but there are other types of workings, and you can call on the full moon goddess to bless a particular ceremonial item, to energize it. You may want to have your home blessed, a boon from the moon on full moon night, inviting the full moon goddess to guide you in a home blessing and doing that home blessing ritual with the additional support of the full moon goddess can be fabulous. And being out on a full moon night, saluting the moon as it rises, having a ritual object connected with the moon, and you might have a goddess image taking that around your home, um, as well as blessing tools, and then placing whatever object link that you have with the full moon goddess that's been energized in that full moon goddess home blessing, right? And letting that object be in a place that it is continuing to be activated to watch over your home. One of the other things that you may want to do on a full moon night with the full moon goddess is spontaneous ritual. To salute the moon, honor the moon, take a moon walk. And as you walk in nature and experience the moon from different parts of land, it might be your own property or a park or some natural area, 
It can be in a very urban area, top of a building, um, particular park in an area. Just make sure wherever you go that there is good safety for you so that as you go into a meditative state, you will maximize your opportunity to stay safe and not have your full moon goddess ritual interrupted and to actually do a moving ritual. And as you do, keeping your mind focused on what you're experiencing, being in the here and now, experiencing the goddess in you and around you, I love looking at the moonlight shimmering on trees and other vegetation, on bodies of water. I love hearing the sounds of creatures on full moon night. And you can have sounds come to you, whether you're in suburbia or a small town or even a big city, and being able to take in the night, take in the full moon goddess, a really powerful way of being able to ritually connect with the full moon goddess. You very well may want to have some kind of ritual tool that makes sounds. One of my favorite tools that I use in connection with my full moon goddess rituals, the sistrum. The sistrum has its roots in ancient Africa. And we know in the ancient Egyptian religion, it was connected with the worship of a number of goddesses, Bas, goddess of sun and moon, Hathor, Isis, uh, Sekhmet, those are some of the goddesses. Um, I work with this not only to cleanse an area, but to bless and send healing and to celebrate. I also like working with a singing bowl, and this can really help with meditation. Uh, some people call the phenomena when one is attempting to still one's mind, um, the busy mind or the monkey mind or whatever. One of the great things about using a chant or some kind of sound-making instrument is it can help you get a focus and clear your mind, and then attune to the moon and the goddess. Each of us in our own path, 
and full moon goddess, with your bright light, please illuminate humankind. Bring healing, collaboration, cooperation, as well as healing and the ability to be in good relations with each other, with creatures and plants, with the planet, with the moon, with the cosmos. So be it. So where to go from here as we bring closure to our full moon goddess tied together? Well, I invite you to reflect on what you've done in the past in the forum of Full Moon Goddess Rituals. You may want to, if you don't already have a way where you note down some of the things you've already done, to do that. Make a list and then put down some ideas that you've heard tonight or that this workshop is actually activated within you. Part of the reason for doing this workshop now in the lunation, the moon is actually waning now. Well, you have several weeks to do some research, to look into various forms of full moon goddess, to plan some rituals, to do some reflection. And I also invite you to, as part of your planning, to do a full moon ritual is to take a look at some of the full moon goddess rituals that are online, uh, either in transcript form, um, on um, some other um, forms live streamed. And I typically do some kind of full moon chants. Sometimes I specifically work with a particular form of full moon goddess as part of our full moon ceremonies. And sometimes I work with the full moon goddess in a really universalist sense uh, because we have people from many different paths that join either live or later the Circle Sanctuary Full Moon Circles where I will call a tune and commune with full moon, not specifically call out the goddess, but call out the full moon, knowing that those who work with the goddess will be able to connect in that way. Yes? Uh, you can draw down the goddess in personal ritual, in group ritual. There is a particular ritual name known as drawing down the moon. That's a whole other workshop and podcast. Um, but essentially, we can find old ways and new ways, established ways, um, planned ways, as well as spontaneous ways to celebrate the full moon goddess, to honor her, to deepen our connection with her. And as we continue our explorations and our experiences with full moon goddess rituals, know that this not only can be a blessing to you, but by keeping alive this tradition of honoring the bright moon as goddess, that you are continuing traditions that are ancient amongst humankind and you're laying the groundwork for future generations to also continue the practice. 
celebrating the full moon by connecting with the full moon as goddess. Thank you all who have joined live. Thanks to all of you who joined later. At my Selena Fox Updates Facebook live stream, as well as CSMP, stands for Circle Sanctuary Network Podcast, our, our internet radio station and network. I give thanks to our whole podcasting team, and special thanks to Circle Sanctuary Ministers, David and Jeanette Ewing from Virginia, who also do podcasts, and they have a whole series of moon magic podcasts. So if you have not yet tuned in to them, be sure to go to the Circle Sanctuary website, circlesanctuary.org, and go into the section, CSMP, and you'll not only see upcoming podcasts, but you can also link in to the whole archive of podcasts that we've had in the past. And yes, on Monday nights, Laura Gonzalez does Moon Magic Um, in the form of Lunatic Mondays, and we have the Moon Magic Podcast on some Thursdays each month. We have Circle Talk, and we have the Blue Marble Podcast, and I have Nature Mystic on Sunday afternoon. So we have a whole um, group of podcasts and podcasters, and I invite you to continue your explorations by expanding your podcasting listening and viewing to our whole range of podcasts. For more information about Circle Sanctuary, you can find us on the web and social media, and you can find me at uh, my main Facebook page, Selena Fox Updates, Instagram, Selena Fox, YouTube, Selena Fox, and Twitter, Selena underscore Fox. Thank you all, and Bright blessings and happy anniversary of Moon Landing Day. Bright blessings and thank you, full moon goddess and goddesses, for being here tonight. So be it.
Sanctuary Network Podcasts, presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow the Nature Center paths. Join us here throughout the week for various programming connecting the community around the world. And please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash csnpodcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. And until next time, many blessings.